Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to our first ever episode of Cinema at Home, Apple TV+. Plus. As always, I have joining me from afar, Ranjit Namra, Herbie Hilston, and actually not from afar, Mr. David Long is here in the studio. David, it's really nice to see you and have you here for real. Um, how are you? Happy birthday for yesterday. Yes, thank you very much, Craig, for the birthday wishes. It was my birthday yesterday. Um, it is strange being back in the studio, but it's fantastic. Obviously, we're following government guidelines and we are two metres apart, but it is great to be back in the studio with you, Craig, and obviously looking forward to cracking on with uh, with this episode. I had a brilliant birthday. Yeah. Um, how have you been? Um, I've been really well, actually. Um, a couple of weeks ago... Um, I went on holiday. I don't know if you guys know Ranji or, or Herbie, um, but I did go to Lyme Regis for a holiday. Hey, um, big spender! Yeah, uh, we stayed <laughs> in a lovely Airbnb. <laughs> um, it was really nice, actually, really cosy, really safe. Um, and we so basically stayed on the Jurassic Coast, Ranji. And uh, <laughs> thanks, David, for the sound effects. Um, I, I did attempt to go fossil hunting and I extracted a grand uh, total of zero fossils. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I also went on a lovely 30 mile round trip uh, via bike um, from Exeter down to Dawlish, which was um, a, quite a, a mean feat, really, seeming as I am not really very good at bike riding usually. Um, and in recent years, I have... Uh, rather hurt my bottom um, quite badly, <laughs> so uh, I'm quite pleased with uh, with how I got on there. But no, it was a very very enjoyable enjoyable time. Uh, Ranji, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, yeah, just uh, still on, still at home, still in sort of a lockdown. But I've got my uh, back to work date, so looking forward to going back to the cinema. <laughs> um, and yeah, I I was also on holiday, not too far from La Regis. I was in Swanage. Ah. Uh, yeah, on a nice little camping holiday by the beach, which was good fun. Oh, fantastic. Did yeah. the weather treat you well, Ranji? Oh, too well. It was so hot. <laughs> it was way too hot. <laughs> it was over 40 degrees, it global would, warming. It wouldn't be a British podcast without a little bit of weather discussion. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Herbie, how are you? Hello. Yes, I'm. I'm quite well, thank you. I've, I've I've got all sorts of replies to all of your introductions. Uh, happy birthday, David! I'm truly thank terrible you. at saying it on Facebook because <laughs> I miss everyone's birthday because social media stresses me out. Uh, Craig, Jurassic Coast, very fun. I remember going to Lyme Regis when I was a young'un. I'm pretty sure we found something there. Sorry to boast, but that was over ten years ago. <laughs> so yeah, they've, they've clearly they've all gone they've, now. They've taken everything in that time. Yeah. And yeah, I used to stay at Swanage every year. Me and my family used to go down and stay in like a sort of um like a sort of flat or a or a B and B sort of type place and that was very nice. I, I I enjoy Swanage dearly. And onto the weather as well. It's been scorching hot and now we've got lots of rain, which is very good news for me. 
well, not so good news for me in some ways, because we have got, if for those of you who don't know, many thousands of pumpkins growing in our fields at the moment. Is it really thousands? Oh, certainly thousands. We planted, I think, 11,000 seeds. Wow. Over the course of about a month, um, all by hand. Well, all by hand, yeah. We, We had like a tractor contraption that we sat on that sort of opened up the ground so we didn't have to dig individual holes for all of them, thank God. Um, but yeah, so every single one of them went into the ground by hand. And, oh, um, by hand? So by hand. Over, I think it's t- 10 acres we got planted. 10 acres of pumpkins. That's incredible. I know. And the weather has been very kind because obviously we had that 33 degrees, I think it was five or six days in a row nearly. Mm. And pumpkins love the warm because they're all from sort of South Central America. That's where sort of a lot of our fruit and veg is from, which was brought over during the lovely times of colonialism and the destruction <laughs> of the native peoples. Um, it's a different, and, different podcast. Uh, yeah, very different podcast. <laughs> Welcome to an unabridged history of Britain. Taking over oh the cinema God. at home. Uh, yeah, let's not, let's not go there too. Into that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Next episode, maybe. listening for our, our listeners. Yeah. Back Wonderful. to pumpkins. So, yes. So, they've had the heat. They love the heat. And now we've got some rain. Because it's been, I think, because we, we've got a rain gauge outside. I think here we've had three inches in the past five days or something like that, which <laughs> is ridiculous. Yeah. And the pumpkins are loving it. But so are the weeds. So, I've been doing a lot of weeding lately. And that's been uh, that's been less fun. You know what, I'm going to make a jingle for some intros and it'll be like a Farmer Herb- Herbie jingle. Farmer Herbie! Do, 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 do. Updates with Farmer yeah. Herb. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that. Uh, well, thanks for the update there, Herbie. And I'm glad every single one of you are doing well. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll, after the formalities, uh, shall we uh, get on with the main show? Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So we've got a brand new film for you on this exciting episode from today's Apple TV Plus. Uh, it's Greyhound and it's starring Tom Hanks. Um, I've seen the movie advertised on 4OD quite a lot. I don't know if you guys have been using 4 On Demand at all, but I was watching a lot of Gra- uh, Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares and every show, advert break. Brilliant show. Great, well, great show. <laughs> but the advert breaks, every single one, Greyhound was was uh, was the trailer. And I was like, I know I need to watch this. I know I need to watch it. Stop reminding me. Um but I, I, I'm guessing Apple has spared absolutely no cash when marketing this one at all. Um, but what is it about? Well, it sees a US Navy commander assigned to lead an Allied convoy across the Atlantic during World War II. Um, the convoy, however, is pursued by German U-boats. Although this is uh, the commander's first wartime mission, he finds himself embroiled in what would come to be known as the longest, largest and most complex battle in history or naval battle history shall I say and that was the battle of the Atlantic and we're going to take a quick listen to a clip and then we'll commence with the actual review contact contact for game dog starboard 0240 yards sir Contact range 
one. Man, I'm ready, sir. Contact bearing point zero zero one. Sir, reports contact bearing point zero zero one. Range five hundred yards, sir. Contact bearing zero zero one. Contact bearing point zero zero one. Range four hundred yards, sir. It's going dead slow, sir. Contact bearing dead ahead. Contact bearing dead ahead. Range three hundred yards, sir. Contact inside minimum sonar range. Contact inside minimum sonar range, sir. Hydrophone's strong. Very strong. Hydrophone's strong. Very strong, sir. Overrepping screws. Overrepping screws, sir. He's trying to slip under us! Now, Mr. Lopez. Roll on fire. Medium pattern. Roll on fire. And that was a very intense clip from Greyhound. Um, a little bit of tippet information from me here. Uh, the things that I know very clearly about this film, that this was bought up by Apple TV Plus after an extensive battle with another, another streaming service, perhaps. Um, I think it was supposed to be going to the cinema, but due to COVID, um, it didn't happen. So Apple TV ended up or Apple ended up buying this for their streaming services. Um, and I think Tom Hanks, who plays a huge role in this film, not only by being the lead actor in it, but also by uh, developing the screenplay for the film, which I think is incredible. Um, he thought it was very important to bring this film out, regardless of whether it had a cinematic release or not. It needed to be seen by uh, many people. Um, and I think... Um, I I completely agree with Tom Hanks that this film definitely needed to be seen by uh, a many, 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 many people. Um, the studio that actually made the film, though, I think was Sony Pictures. Correct me if I'm wrong there, guys. Um, yeah, good. So yeah. I found I found this film to be in an interesting place by being on Apple TV because it's not like the other content that is on there. Now, I haven't watched a great deal, but I have watched some trailers. Um, the content is all original um, and it is of very high quality. And this is no less any different, but it is certainly at a different calibre, I feel. Um, I really thought this film was fantastic. I, I, Every level of this film is just so intense because of the way that it all plays out. And I don't know what you guys all think as well, but I, I felt that, that the music, the acting, the dialogue, the the. Sp- the way that the action unfolds in this film in a real-time kind of manner all, all collaborate so, so well together. Um, and I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed watching this movie. Um, Ranji, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the film first off. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you a lot. I think this film, I think this film, I'm so glad that they managed to strike a deal with Apple and get this film out because it, it's, it was it was a really good watch. Um, it, it does so well with the script. Um, it's very, it's a very specific script. It has a lot of obviously technical sort of jargon and mm-hmm. um, terms that you would you, they they would actually use on these ships. And I think you have to be careful when you're doing that because it, it can. We saw this with a seven five zero zero, where yeah. it can sometimes it can sometimes uh, hinder your script and make it less appealing to audiences. But I think this film does it really well. Um, it really does give you the feeling of being trapped in on this uh, ship with with these men, um, and it adds to the tension and it adds to the terror. And like, I love the way this film um, this film builds on tension. It's such a short, concise uh, film, and it doesn't waste um, you know any any time. Um, Tom Hanks is brilliant in this film. Again, you know as usual, Tom Hanks always brings a powerhouse performance out. 
Um, and it was also like a really informative film. Like, you know, I didn't really know much about this incident and I love it. I said this when uh, we reviewed, um, ah, what was it called? Um, <laughs> Is it the, a uh, war film? No, <laughs> the film about the famine in the Soviet Union. Oh, Mr. Jones. That's it, Mr. Jones. Yeah, I said uh, I loved it when you watch a historical film and then you go in and you look look mm. into the actual events and it's really interesting. Mm. Um, so, yeah, um, I thought, yeah, I just thought this film looked amazing. The visuals were great. I loved the scenes of the, uh, the German ship sort of creeping out the water, almost like some sort of monster, like some, mm. it's almost like a, you know, like a, like a kaiju film. It was really, really well shot. Um, and, you know, it's, it's backed by Sony, so there's a lot of money being put into this. Um, and uh, it's a good title for Apple to launch on. I don't, don't, no, don't think Apple TV Plus has enough to sort of keep me going. I've already cancelled my week's uh, free trial. So, you know, if, if another big release comes out, I'll see how it, how it looks and I might consider signing up to the platform. Um, but, yeah, I mean... This was a great film for Apple to launch on. Um, David, what did you think? Yeah, I really agree with what you guys have said so far, uh, both Craig and, and you there, Angie. What I liked about this film is that it starts really, really well um, and you're thrown into the action uh, fairly qu- quickly. Um, so it's got quite a short running time, particularly for a war film. We often associate war films with being these long sort of epic slogs um, and, you know, think of things like Saving Private Ryan or Pearl Harbor, just to name two quite long war films. This is quite a short one, um, but I just think that adds to the tension and um, the uh, the anticipation of what's going to happen because I didn't want this film to end like that was the th- it was one of those films that when I was watching it on my iPad I paused it a couple of times and it was like 30 minutes left I was like oh really only 30 minutes because it was so tense and that's really helped by a fantastic soundtrack the soundtrack which you'd have heard in the clip there really helps to build the tension um, and another really strong thing about this film is it's very very well paced um the, the the pace of the film and the tone of the film is very very good um and they had the great tension built with these regular updates of so they're in a part of the atlantic so they're between america and um and britain and obviously if you're a certain distance away from the american coast you can have cover from the air from from american uh, planes if you're a certain distance from the british coast you can have cover from british planes yep. but when you're in the middle of the atlantic you've got no air cover and that's when you're very very susceptible to u-boats and and other forms of attack incredibly vulnerable isn't and, it yeah and that's how the tension's built and they give you these regular updates like um i can't remember how long it was forgive me but you know three days till till air cover or two days till air cover yeah i um, think it was like a, a matter of hours like it was i think it was like tw- maybe 24, 24 36 hours something ridiculous like yeah that. i think you're right Greg. um, um but Sorry, go on. <laughs> no, no, really, really builds the tension well. It gets everyone knows how much I love my um, Rotten Tomato scores. Um, it gets a seventy-nine percent from the critics and a seventy-six percent from the audience. Um, it's directed by Aaron Schneider. I'm not a hundred percent sure what else he's done. Maybe one of you guys could quickly look up um, some of the other stuff he's done. Uh, Tom Hanks was involved in the writing, and the screenplay was by C.S. Forrester. And the the screenplay was really, really solid. Um, um, and I think nail meat head when Ranjit talks about the technical jargon used in this film. Yeah. It really works. We were doing an impression earlier. Right, right, rudder. Aye, aye, aye sir. Aye, aye, captain. <laughs> Hard left rudder. Yeah. Aye, aye. And, and with the binging in the background and the sonar, it 
makes you feel like you're on this ship with them and the use of the technical jargon works and that's another reason why I think the the runtime is fairly short because it is quite a technical and heavy film mm. um obviously Tom Hanks is in it there's also a really good performance as well from a gentleman whose name I'm going Is to... it Stephen Graham? Yes. <laughs> um, did you want to? Did you want to touch on that? Graham? I did actually. Yeah, so I did Steve, I. yeah. <laughs> Stephen Graham, as we know, he's our friend on the podcast in some ways because we've mentioned <laughs> him so many times because he's so good. But as not as a leading actor though, as as somebody who brings a really solid supporting role performance in everything that he does, and and we love him in everything that he's been in over the years that we've uh, watched films in the cinema, and 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 this is no less than than in this film as well. I mean, he's he's, he's solid in this film, and he. He supports absolutely brilliantly, and and uh, yeah, I I I find him to be a very talented actor, and I'm looking forward to seeing more of him as he goes through some more of these big films because I know he has got more in the well, work. He's, he's 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 been fantastic throughout his whole career, and he hasn't just been a supporting actor, but he does pick up supporting roles in very big films. He was obviously in The Irishman, yeah. Um, so recently, yeah. his last two films, he's been acting opposite De Niro, Pacino, Tom Hanks for a, for a you know for a, an English actor that these are huge. This is you know landing some real whales there. Um, <laughs> I know I know you haven't seen it, Herbie, but I was wondering if you had any comments and anything of interest to bring us before Herbie oh, does say. Oh. Oh. Sorry, I, oh. Ranji, I think he had a few comments about Stephen Graham, but it would oh, be yeah. interesting to hear. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, uh, just to touch on what you guys said, he's, just, he's, in, he's, in, he's a chameleon, isn't he? He, he yeah. can do any accent <laughs> and he can just do any sort, of, any sort of performance, any sort of character. He's brilliant. He's so good. Like versatile. In, in the, so yeah, versatile. So versatile. Like he's uh, in, in The Irishman and just, just about anything he's done, he, he can literally do anything. Yeah, but uh, yeah, as you guys touched on it as well. But yeah, Herbie, did you have any yeah, thoughts? so so I haven't been able to watch the film, which is going to be quite the trend as it <laughs> over the next few episodes, as my internet connection has been absolutely shocking. Um, but less about me, more about the film. So yeah, I did a little. I, I am the Wikipedia man because <laughs> it's it, despite the stick it gets, it is a very good source of information for stuff like this. So I just looked up at Aaron Schneider. Um, he hasn't directed a film in 11 years. He directed a film called Get Low, I believe, which apparently um, mm. had some sort of critical acclaim back in 2009. Mm. And that's another one that's sort of based on a, a, a more serious topic. Um, I don't think it's based on a true story, but it's it's sort of one of those ones where you sort of, it is a just your classic drama, really. And um, to keep David happy, I'll give you the Rotten Tomato score of that with 85%, so a very good debut from him. Um, and he's done a lot of work as a cinematographer as well. He's um, back in the late nineties. He um, was a cinematographer for two different films. So I mean, the way you said that this film was shot and looked quite nice—that once again makes a lot of sense. And um, from what you said about the technical jargon and sort of your bit there, it sort of reminds me a bit of um, a film we reviewed in our last—I think it must have been our last episode. How long ago it was? Um, there's been quite the gap. Um, was it seven five zero zero? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I remember criticising that because it was too technical and it, it took you out of the film in a way because you wanted to watch the film. You didn't want to watch someone just sort of take a video of the inside of a cockpit. You wanted to see a bit more. <laughs> but from the sounds of it, this this one sort of plays it off well. Yeah, it does. By by using that to help so build the tension. Natural. Yeah, the 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 thing that they've done differently here is actually incorporate. Um, you know the sounds of of being on the boat really well mixed the, there's some really good 
tension building music in the background and it's shot in a much more cinematic way it's not just a GoPro almost stuck to a uh, a, a corner in the cockpit um, and watching everything unfold in almost real time in that sense it it happens it feels like everything happens in real time but the way it's shot is very cinematic and I think that yeah. all adds to the way the technical jargon all unfolds as well it, it makes it more interesting it gives you the tension that it's supposed to bring the uh, the music adds to that tension um and in 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 a subtle way but it allows you to sort of understand that something might be happening and it gives builds character for the u-boats as well because they're not always a visible item yeah, so that yeah. music really becomes the u-boats almost um so yeah i i i think they this is that that's the way to do a film like 7500 where it has the technical jargon is in it it just that lacked everything that this film had yeah um, i totally agree with yeah that. and i yeah. think it done really 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 well um yeah yeah they're, they're quite hard concepts to marry sometimes you hear a lot about style over substance but sometimes you have substance over style where it's too much mm. without anything to sort of tie it all together you can have all the interesting stuff and all of that but it does it, that doesn't make it an interesting film and it sounds like this this one has sort of married together both the look of it and the feel of it and, and just be, been quite an effective way of telling the story because it's quite an mm. interesting story to tell as well because it was actually based on a um book called the good shepherd by c.s forrester and that was published all the way back in 1955 and it's quite interesting then because i i'm not a big fan of war films in general i, I usually find them quite stuffy and quite like you say, you get those long, sprawling epics, which are good to tell a story, but not necessarily good for me as a viewer. Yeah. Because not only they're not really my genre, but I just don't find them particularly interesting. So having this one a bit shorter, and then you get that sort of sense of being based on a book from the fifties about an event in the forties, told in twenty twenty. It sort of fit, and 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 it sounds like it's been modernised and and told quite well by Tom Hanks as well. Yeah. Um. As as the um writer it's it yeah it sounds very interesting yeah, yeah i think definitely. tom hanks is quite famously like a big uh war buff isn't he like he's obviously done loads of war different war films and produced um i think he was a producer on the pacific and uh band of brothers, um, band and of brothers as well yeah, yeah yeah so he's you know he's very much uh very like well sort of uh what's the word i'm looking for immersed in this sort of world and this this part of history so it, it really does shine in the script that in the screenplay that he's uh, written for this film yeah my criticism if i had only one for it is as we discussed on an episode of topical talk where david brought pearl harbor as a guilty pe- pleasure <laughs> there is this lens that we look through at for world war Two, especially from the american side where it is this the Americans doing an amazing thing during World War Two, but the reality is that they came very late to the game. Now I'm sure that the story that's being told here is heroic. It is exactly as as Tom Hanks is telling it here, um, and and as the story unfolds. But it, you do get that very patriotic look at America within World War Two, and I just wonder whether or not we've have we had enough of that? Have we had enough of watching? films that see the americans coming and saving the day through that lens when the reality is that they came very very late what do you guys think ranji um i don't think so um I, I don't think i don't see that changing anytime soon to be honest um yeah, i think it's just a proven formula you know for 
for box office money because that's what it comes down to at the end of the day is box office mm. um if this came out in the cinema i think this would have done really well mm. um and i'm sure even when Pearl harbor came out it did really well in the did, yeah. uh, in terms of box office so yeah i don't I don't see that going anytime soon. But do you feel like we we should be seeing more films told from another perspective? Now, yes. we've seen films such as Journey's End um, and obviously the fantastic uh, film uh, that has now <laughs> evaded my mind. <laughs> the one that is absolutely brilliant, shot all in one take. 1917. 1917. Yes. Uh, yeah. World War One films. Yeah. I don't know. How can I forget the name of that film? Unbelievable. <laughs> um, it's just a series of numbers. I know, Craig. I know. Um, but these are the films and perspective of, of, of war films that have started to come um, and and are making big money in, in the box office. I just feel I'm... Uh, me personally a bit tired of watching films from the perspective of the americans joining world war Two and making it feel like they have done a lot more than what they actually did um that's that's my personal preference in yeah. terms of when i watch a war film can i get the real realities here or am i just getting a hollywood mm. uh take on 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 these world war Two films um, from American point of view, and that's that's the disappointment that I have. I'm sure that this film is a lot more histor- historically accurate than, say, Pearl Harbor, as we yeah. discussed previously in Guilty Pleasures. But that is my one criticism of this film, and I don't think it maybe is a criticism of this film. It's more of a criticism of Hollywood mm-hmm. and the way that they bring films like this to to the front. Um, I, I'm I'm curious to hear Herbie's take on that, and then yours, David. Yeah, I mean, I think when you said about Dunkirk and World War One, I, I think the problem with World War Two is it's from a Western English speaking standpoint, it's very much the English and the Americans were the goodies, and the Germans and the Japanese were the baddies because of you know the, the numerous you know genocides to say the least. Like it, the, all sides in war commit atrocities, but that one was so much more quantifiable in terms of there, there was absolutely no redemption of what the Nazis did. Whereas with World War One, it was a lot more morally ambiguous. Like it was the first war of its kind. You had it was like a, a Europe was a tinderbox that was set off with just that tiny little spark, and then it yep. spread across the whole continent and then further across the world. And I think in and I think films do reflect that in that there, there was no obvious goody and baddie to use a um, you know childhood <laughs> comic book term. Mm. But I mean, it, veering slightly off topic, there was, um, I remember there was a lot of talk about Wonder Woman and, and why it placed so much emphasis on the Germans being the baddies. And I think that was very much because it was planned as a World War II film, but didn't want to be too similar to Captain America. Yeah. So you ended up with that very strange sort of thing where it presented the Germans as like the evil mm-hmm doers in world war one when that really wasn't the case like it was far more it was far more gray in terms of morals and everything yep and i think films as well get caught up in that where world war Two is a lot more interesting for filmmakers because they can just have a little bit more of an obvious good versus bad whereas world war one you can tell more intimate stories within that like i actually never saw 1917 um i must admit but that one from every I heard because people would not stop talking about it for very good reason from the sounds of it like it sounded like a very well-made film on a number of levels oh yeah Definitely. watch it 
<laughs> because it was a very sort of personal, intimate story within a larger picture, which you can't do quite as well in World War Two, I think, because just because of the nature of the war itself. So, it, yeah, I can see, I can certainly see where you're coming from for this one, um, David. How about you? Yeah, I've got quite a few points. I mean, firstly, in terms of the sort of the American tinted glasses, obviously, if you're telling a story. F- and if you're producing films from Hollywood, from America, it's always going to have that pro-American slant to it. Mm. Uh, I didn't find that too much with Greyhound. Um, the one thing that I did find uh, a little bit, not patronising from Greyhound, but there was one clip with an English general on the uh, on the phone. Who's, Hello, yeah, good afternoon. I'm an Englishman and I've just had a cup of tea and a fry. I'm lovely. <laughs> and it was all a little bit like, do they really think we talk like that? Um, and apparently some Americans do think that... The, when I I'll, I'll, Quickly, I'll never forget when I last went to the States and when I had hair... Um, <laughs> and people always used to come up to me and go, my God, you're Harry Potter. You Say something, Harry Potter. And I just inundated with people who told me I looked and sounded like Harry Potter, but that's a different story. What? Yeah, honestly, it was crazy. Oh, wow. Um, but in terms of... <laughs> so you're always going to have that slant from an American perspective. 100%. I didn't find that that was huge in this film. Um in terms of the Americans' impact in the war, I'm not a historian, so I won't talk too much about it, but it was big. Um, it, w- it was important. The Americans joining the war when they did was very, very important, and it certainly impacted the result. Um, and the Americans are obviously going to play on that. Um, and the last thing I'll say is, if you want to see um, war films from an alternative perspective, you've got to come outside of Hollywood. Um, downfall was a very interesting war film, um, a German war film, focusing on Hitler's last days in his bunker. Mm. That was all in German. I don't know if you've seen Downfall. I haven't seen it, no. You must watch it. And that's such an interesting film because that's a German film about probably one of the most evil men of all time. And as as Herbie rightly says, he's absolutely spot on. World War One is much more ambiguous in the sense that it was a world war like there was a lot going on in Europe at the time. Then there was an assassination of said person, um, which kicked off the Archduke Ferdinand. Fr- Franz Ferdinand, yes. yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, he was assassinated and then it all just kicked off. Um, but there was much less... It was still obviously us versus the Germans and, you know, you know, the British, the good old Brits won. <laughs> but it was much... It wasn't as cut and dry as World War Two, when, like Herbie said, you had Adolf Hitler committing just horrifying acts across Europe. And that's that's where we fall into the good guy and the bad guy. And everyone likes the good guy and the bad guy story. So that's why Hollywood pumps out a lot of these films. But I thought, actually, Greyhound was a very balanced film. And what I liked about it as well was Tom Hanks's character was so layered. Yeah, um, We got lots of little snippets of his... We got little flashbacks of his personal life. We saw a bit of his religious side, which I really enjoyed. Um, him praying every time before he eat, which was quite funny. I thought that you know there was a German U-boat coming. The chef would always turn up with food at the most inappropriate time, <laughs> and the whole boat would fall silent as Tom Hanks says a, a prayer of thanksgiving as a bomb's about to hit them. Brilliant stuff. Yeah, I may have waffled on a bit there, but um, and you know you're Harry Potter. Apparently, I was Harry Potter. <laughs> Um, I did I just, have hair at the time. <laughs> I just thought of one, another film that sort of shows the other perspective is, um, have you guys seen Valkyrie with yeah. Tom Cruise? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think he played a, a Nazi officer and it was about a small group of people who wanted to assassinate Hitler within the Nazi party. Um, 
so yeah, that um, I remember enjoying that like a while ago when I watched it. But um, yeah, just just sort of seek them out. There are there are films that yeah, do show the I, I, perspective. I, I think there are, there are. I mean, you know, you have got Tarantino's film as well. Yeah, what Inglorious? Inglorious. Um, well, that's obviously. I mean, when that's not, it's not histo- historical. That is definitely not historically correct. Yeah. But it is another lens that Tarantino kind of takes and looks at the war at a different in another perspective almost and there are there are other films there are but there's yeah, that american pro- slant on it that i i'm getting uh, that that i'm playing devil devil's advocate here with yeah. that um and it just seems to bring out a good conversation in terms of looking at it from other points of views and you know you've recommended some both of you uh, all of you have recommended some other films there that are interesting to look at and and take home and and our listeners can be intrigued by as yeah, well. Downfall, so. definitely check that out if you've yeah. not seen it. It's a masterpiece. Yeah, definitely will. Um, I think we're going to be at the end of this review now, and I'm going to go round and ask you whether you thought it was worth watching or not, and perhaps even subscribing for a week's free trial for Apple TV Plus. So, uh, Ranjit, we'll kick off with you. Uh, Greyhound, is it worth it? Greyhound is worth it. Um, yeah, ch- ch- check it out. Try your first week of Apple TV and see if you want to carry on. Um, but yeah, definitely worth it. David, Greyhound, uh, do you think it is worth it? Absolutely, 100% worth it. Get yourself on Apple TV+. Plus. Um, you can get a week, a week subscription for free, I believe. It's definitely worth doing. Um, really well directed, great soundtrack, brilliant performance by Tom Hanks. Well worth checking out. <laughs> it's so. Can I just say, it's so weird being back in the studio because I can see your reaction to what I'm saying. When I'm at home, <laughs> I don't know what you're thinking, but now you're in front of me, I can see your reaction and it's really <laughs> off-putting. <laughs> uh, well, that's good. Uh, Herbie, I won't ask you the question, or I will ask you the question because maybe perhaps you have been swayed by whether or not you're going to get a week's free subscription to apple tv plus so herbie uh, greyhound is it going to be worth it yes i think so i mean i'm <laughs> when my when my internet is sorted i'm i'm going to be getting my week subscription and um trying it out because like you say it sounds interesting sounds a bit fresher and also at 90 minutes it's a very short film for today's standards so mm. why not watch it 90 minutes is nothing now absolutely um for me it's totally worth watching, uh, especially for a week's free trial with Apple TV Plus. If you haven't already had that, um, it's 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 a fantastic uh, World War Two film with some brilliant acting, um, and uh, yeah, like everyone else has said, totally worth it. And that brings us to the end of Cinema at Home Apple TV Plus Episode 1. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode from a brand new, to us at least, streaming service. If you've enjoyed listening, then please don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Or if you want to help us continue to grow, then please consider checking out our Patreon. Lockdown has slowed some of the progress we've been making, so an extra big thank you to our patrons for helping keeping us going. Um, it really is a massive, massive thank you to our patrons. We appreciate it so, so much. As always, we'd love to hear from you, and you can get in contact with us through our various social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or drop us an email on mymailisworthit at isitworthitpodcast.com. That's my mail is worth it at is it worth it podcast.com. 
And again, from me, thank you very much for listening and goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for listening and goodbye. And goodbye from me. <laughs> Didn't that was really a normal that good... up, yeah. No, that was a good normal <laughs> it's, goodbye it's, from you, David. It's, it's, it's a normal ending. For once. Goodbye! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Can you guys hear me? Yeah.